on this week's Going Dork Reviews, we take a look at episode four of Lovecraft Country, a history of violence in the guest seat. Once again, Mr. Sebastian Arnold. Let's get to the show. Going up up in a spaceship, we got Sasquatch and Dama. One's a little shy, but the other's a real trauma. Pinball, wizard, pinging all planets and most. Another job done, hit the lights, close the blinds. Find a remote, let them know. It's true crime, space fly shit. Welcome to Going Dork. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jeremy. Uh, we're going to get into episode four of Lovecraft Country. Oh, man. With us, as always, for this series, Mr. Sebastian Arnold. Hello. Sebastian. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How's it going? I'm good. Oh, man. What a freaking episode this was. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the, the hits keep coming. They really don't stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um it's just this this one got very, very deep, very, very involved. I, I think I say this every time where it's like, I don't know. It's good that it's surprising me every episode, because if it wasn't, we'd have a problem. True. Obviously, yeah. uh, I wouldn't want to watch it. But um, man, every episode just feels like a different sort of genre film, a mm-hmm. different um, sort of uh, genre of horror or sci fi or it's just craziness. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's get it started by doing a. Uh, my favorite thing, which is previously on Lovecraft Country. Uh, so we last episode, we saw Lasisha buying a house and the neighbors not liking it. Uh, and they ended up doing a bunch of racist shit to try to get them out of there. Uh, local cops sort of um, gave her a hint that the house is not what it seems to be. And let's uh, slip that there was a doctor that apparently lived there. And I guess they later on did the research to find out that they were doing experiments, right? On uh, mm-hmm. eight uh, black people in the basement. Yeah. And then sort of all hell breaks loose when they uh, uncover its past, the house. And in the end, we find uh, Christina was involved in the purchase and Addie decides to take matters into his own hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that uh, that sort of leads us to episode four, where we uh, start with Montrose, a very, I guess it's it's a, a very meaningful way of starting this episode because you're really seeing these demons, yeah, uh, literally coming out for Montrose as he sits and drinks and thinks about the events of uh, the last few days. Yeah, I mean, to me, it kind of like. Just uh, sonically, like musically, it kind of gave me the same feel that I got from the first episode with um, how Tick was when he was dreaming, the way those sounds all right. kind of like came together. Oh, I yeah. think spliced those together. kind of had a similar feel, even though we were looking at him awake at this right, moment. Right, right, right. But I, I still felt like all those little things with like, because it was like a lot of different, I, I feel like, thoughts in his head that was kind of, we were hearing bits and pieces of, maybe his past um, right. conversations yeah. with George. Um, all sorts of things, and uh, like really him struggling with it. Yeah, yeah. You see, he's definitely still uh, holding on to something pretty heavy. Obviously, the death of his brother, but like, there's something else happening, and 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 just uh, you know, even by it, it all goes back to the last episode when he just appears from the ground and says, yeah. you know, what the hell are you guys doing here? I can save myself, type yeah. of thing. Um, he's, but uh, yeah, he at some point. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. 
No, no, I was just gonna say he's he, like to go off your point. He's a he's a spark plug type character. Like you never, yeah. you feel like he's good if he's silent, and then as soon as he starts, like you see him kind of on his own. It's like this whole different thing, right? So, different t- different kind of dude. Right, right. Uh, this is a good episode for him too. It's yeah. a very uh, it's it's a, we learn a lot more uh, uh, sort of about him. But uh, at some point, he picks up the the bylaws and precepts of the order of the ancient dawn book that he had gotten from the uncle, I guess, right before he, I don't remember when he got it, but he did give it to him at some yeah. point. And then he mouths this passage from it, uh, that says Adam named Eve fucked. God brought forth monsters, monsters devoured. God smites Eve. Um, so he's sort of mumbling that to himself, mm-hmm. um, which when I sort of broke it down in my head, it's like, and I know I, did we we saw that before somewhere, right? I, I feel like uh, in the second I episode, I think it was something. something I want to say some of the Adam name for sure was a part of uh, mm-hmm. when they were in the castle and everything. I'm, I'm sure they they mentioned that there. I don't know about the e fucked and all that because I feel like that's such uh-huh. a like when they when he said it, I was like, is he making this up? Because it it sounds so like slang rather than like something that would be like you know part of their. I guess religion type thing, you know, right, it just right. too um, gratuitous. I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it, it seems to be there, so that was interesting right. as well. Uh, so yeah, a few moments pass, and then uh, you can see it's sort of uh, still haunting him, and he burns it in the trash can. And mm-hmm. his his final words of the scene are "smells like Tulsa." Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I don't. Maybe you have a little more insight into. Uh, obviously. Uh, all I can all I can get from that is that yeah. I think because they there's they a have moment not- well, I, the Tulsa race riots is what I think he's talking about and that's why I think as we hear we're hearing some of his past but I feel like we're also hearing the moment that the two of them um, George excuse me and Montrose were dealing with I think they were in it or around it mm. from some time. And I think that's kind of like what he's kind of alluding to this type of fight that he's got to go on to gotcha. help his to oh, help his gotcha. son is kind of like bringing all this stuff up again. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, that's all I, I knew that. That's there, what I I'm think, sure there was some like, significance, but I can't remember. Like it's, I can't. They have a conversation where they said somebody helped them. I can't remember what episode that was. Okay. Um. But. We've never I, been to Tulsa yet. Though, no, in no, this. no, no. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I, think I, I was just like, well, is this like a, yeah, another one of these sort of th- uh, callbacks, but it wasn't. <laughs> Anywho, we uh, we go to an interesting, a, a very side-by-side, this juxtaposition is very interesting of Montrose sort of breaking down. And then we see Christina uh, Braithwaite just rolling through Chicago <laughs> with Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money yeah. playing. Very, very cool scene. Um yeah, she's sort of just sort of uh, rolling through. Here's a question. Do you remember from the early 90s, there was a song, another song called Bitch Better Have My Money. Do you remember that? I don't. I mean, maybe. It's It was from a band called AMG. And it was just the the the, the album cover was just a, a butt with some like uh, Daisy Dukes. <laughs> maybe if I and heard like, the song. How, how does it go? Uh, it's a, it's it's similar, which is yeah. very weird. I don't. I wonder. I mean, Maybe. it doesn't matter. I guess it's because it's not the same like song, but uh-huh. um, but it was more. You know, it's '90s early yeah. hip hop, and I it's like those, you know, I love 
bitch Damn. better have my money. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, and then I mean, it's I, like, yeah, it's like very fast, sort of uh, early Jay Z sounding yeah, hip hop. See, yeah, I feel like I might, I might have heard that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, I always think of it when I hear that song. I'm like, <laughs> I know the original. I, I was, you know, because my brother loved it. He he had the uh, the CD or the tape or whatever. But anywho, uh, Christina, we got a lot to get through, so I'll stop yeah. my uh, no. my side stories about hip hop nineties. <laughs> so uh, she walks past some, uh, you know, to she basically pulls up to uh, Letty's house and walks past some scrolling. You know, somebody's written. I think just black with a arrow towards the house. Yeah. Um, and that's also, and they, uh, that's a, from, that's like a, a, a famous photo as well, is what I'm trying oh, to okay. say. Yeah. Um, somebody standing in front of, um, on the chalk, like written on the sidewalk. Black. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know that as well, but I did see it in my okay. Twitter scrollings and whatnot. Gotcha. So like that is definitely they are continuing with that um, motif. I guess that would be called, right um, yeah. throughout the season. And again, like like I said, there's so much like stuff they're trying to. I feel like teach as well as bring across an entertaining story. So it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to really you know break this down and look at it. Right. Right uh interesting yeah the uh the the fun the great thing about the scene there's a couple but like when she's walking in obviously you, you know letty opens the door and and you can see on her face there's some panic but mm-hmm. christina tries to come in and the old goat blood doesn't let her yeah. uh that was nice. <laughs> yeah it was fun it was a fun little like oh and you could see letty sort of immediately get a little like swagger to her yeah, she was like yeah. all right well <laughs> didn't know that was gonna work exactly but cool um yeah and then christina sort of lets it slip that Addy uh tick tried to shoot her and says he's going to get everybody yeah. killed um mm-hmm. and that all she wants the reason why she's there she wants this uh or uh i think harriam or i think it was, i can't remember the, the, the first the, part the but or, yeah the ori just because it's like ori. The, yeah the ori that we um, saw before and kind of now realize right is is, is going to play a little, a little more, more yeah to it which we find is, is uh, soon that is just a model of sort of a solar system, but uh, mm-hmm. that comes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we move on to Hippol- uh, Hippolyta on the, I don't know if it's Hippolyta or Hippolyta. I've heard both being pronounced in the show, so I'm going whatever comes out of my mouth, but yeah. she's on the phone I, I with the Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Okay. Um, she's on the phone with her father, which is the first, uh, I think the first appearance of, uh, her having any sort of deep family other yeah. than what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another thing where it's like, she's talking to him about this mo- So he must be in that world too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which explains a lot about marrying the uncle because it must've been, they must've had some, you know what I mean? There must, yeah. she must've seen something of, of, uh, in, in the uncle of sure. you know, her dad. But, um, at the end of that call, the dad, the father says something like, uh, it sounds like, you know, when she's explaining the solar system model, he, it, uh, he says it sounds like some sounds like the comic that D's been working on. Yeah. Uh, and then we see uh, that the uh, the Ori is right there on the table, mm-hmm. and uh, it's in the shop, and and they're it's nowhere where Christina thinks it is. Um, exactly. And it's I mean, only because of how she looked at it before. I'm I'm always like really looking at how what it's doing to her, and she just seems really 
she enjoys it. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to me, and even more so because of what happens later on. Right, right. Um, let's see. Uh Letty Storm this scene I feel like we've seen before. And mm-hmm. when, when I saw it first, I was like, I feel like this performance, this scene, this everything where she comes in in a huff and he calms her down and mm-hmm. then she leaves in a huff. I feel like that we've seen, which is a little weird, but um I just uh, it, it's all, also for, for me at least, I yeah. remember the like from the last episode, we have um Letty very um pretty much doing the investigating that uh, Tick is doing in this episode. And mm-hmm. Tick comes to see her, and then they kind of come together through that, in that type of sense. But I think okay. it's just flipped in this one. And then in the way that he is oh, the one oh, going okay. over the information, and she is coming to figure out what's going on. And oh, then as, okay. soon, as soon as he kind of explains to her what he's doing, she's like, alright, how can we do this? Mm-hmm. And that's them kind of, it's like them, they keep Coming together and coming apart. Right, and they right, can't right. quite seem to figure out because I feel like they can both do both sides of the relationship. Like they can be the loving person, they can also be the strong person leading right. the relationship. And they can't quite figure out between each other which one they're going to like play. So they right, keep right. bouncing back and forth, I feel like. And we're seeing, um, like you're saying, like you're pretty much saying, the same scene again, but played the opposite way. Right. And it's funny, I didn't even realize that. I thought it was, for some reason, I was like, did, would, I always, you know, the the, the woke uh, uh, dude in me is like, you know, I, I look for this stuff now, especially this mm-hmm. series after we've been going through it of like, when is the woman looking for <laughs> to be saved? And when yeah. is the woman yeah, no, no, saving? Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, that when I was like, man, is she doing this in another scene mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, why? why? She's not, she's a no, we don't have to like set up her being scared and then, being saved yeah. and you know what i mean like that shit she's already proved that she you know what i mean mm-hmm. that she's been through hell for sure so mm-hmm. it was a little weird but yeah I, now i understand that yeah it was backwards but um anywho uh they they sort of learned that there was two sets of pages and discussed that and um they uh t- you know he's he's sort of still the funny thing of the scene is the little kid in the library yeah. keeps shushing them which is very funny because <laughs> it's, it's funny because they both like separately get excited for different reasons yeah. start raising their voice and right. he's just like guys like yeah. i'm really trying to read over here like and he's reading something interesting too i can't remember what it was but it was some like journey to the middle of the earth type oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. um so you keep it with the theme definitely mm-hmm. um let's see yeah so that oh i was you know what um uh, anyway yeah so they they sort of finished the scene with um uh that sort of tick is saying, Hey, listen, I have a lead on stuff. I'm going to keep, keep going. And mm-hmm. she, uh, suggests that he go visit his father. And mm-hmm. that is not something that he wants to do, uh, at this point. Yeah. So, uh, but he, but he sees in that same scene though, he sees that all the information he's getting his his father already checked out and looked over. Right. Right. So you're like, going to see a lot of that in this. Yeah. yeah so he's pretty much yeah. like, I might have to regardless, even though I don't want to. Right. Right. Well, later uh, he shows up at a bar and uh, we see that she's, uh, Letty's already taken care of this mm-hmm. as Montrose is sitting at the table. And um, you can tell that uh, uh, Montrose is trying to say, hey, listen, slow your roll. This is shit that you don't want to get more involved in, which is a weird thing to say because it's like, 
you're you're in it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're trying to say that he he shouldn't. You know, it's like you're in it. We're four episodes in. Like that's not something I feel like you. I feel like that's say the, at this point. It's it's. I agree. see. I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you said that because I didn't think about it like that. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. That he's even though he is fully in it, as you're saying, he. I feel like because of where he's coming into this t- type of thing, he's thinking that he can still like get everybody just like, guys, let's just calm down and let's not do this. I, right. Like, oh, and plus he has the information now. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, and nobody, we don't know that as the viewer mm-hmm. yet, but, um, so yeah, I get you. I, I, I understand that completely. That's nice. Um, so yeah, they, they sort of have a, uh, Montrose and, uh, Tick have a moment and sort of, uh, butt heads and then he he takes off as you know as in hey I can't work with this guy type deal uh, and then um, Letty sort of uh, does the like father like son thing and says you both are miser- miserable basically or no help at all uh, and it's spoken a lot more eloquent than that but um, but in the end of the scene, it's great because he he sort of like you know he he comes to his senses like he can't do all this on his own. Yeah, obviously because he's already been trapped once. But um, asking her if she's got family in Boston, and uh, he thinks he knows where to find the, the vault. Yes, uh, aka he's in. He's gonna uh, help a little bit. See, right. See right. what he can do because like you're saying to go off the point of him wanting to go out, realizing that he's not just gonna stop them on their own. Mm-hmm. So it's gotta be like, right. yeah, how can I? manage yeah. this situation and maybe this was like scripted as like uh this is my last he's he's giving his last like hey i'm gonna take care of you know what i mean he yeah. doesn't want to tell them that but like i'm gonna take care of this you guys stay stay away and then yeah, you know, true, like true, listen true. we're we're deep in this we're beyond that um we move to a, a scene where christina uh mm-hmm. braithwaite is playing tag for the first time in her yeah. life and uh and then the uh, cops show up she gets in the car and they go back to what seems to be the captain's house, uh, I guess. Yeah. You know, he's still in his uniform. I don't, um, and into a sort of a, what looks like a secret room through a bookshelf. Mm. Um, very nice place. Very man cavey. <laughs> and uh, order the secret yeah. dog, or Adam, or whatever. Right, <laughs> but are they? The, are they in that? I feel like they're the, just the, at like his the, house the, or something. That's the thing. I like. I think it's some secret hideaway type okay. idea because it, it, it looks to be a part I'm, i don't know if it's his house that, but a part of some industrial type building like i can't tell if it's it doesn't look like a police station but no it and, and they set like it a, up yeah that first uh, scene when she gets out of the car mm-hmm. it's like very exorcisty i don't know if you noticed that yeah but she you know what i mean like some so and then they go through uh looks like a lounge area yeah yeah but uh yeah the hideout might be the but you might be right yeah Yeah. so anyway uh yeah he's sort of pissed because um she's in uh, she didn't announce that she was coming to their territory i guess and uh sort of explains that she went to the lady's house couldn't get in and uh they have this crazy uh sort of pissing match where she says, uh, I guess she's sort of calling him out that he's not in the, yeah, that he's not, not one of the, the higher order. ups in the order, yeah, right? Yeah, proper, yeah, yeah, sure. She's challenging him and on then, that, and like his status, pretty much for her, for him to even really, I feel like address her in this way, and really like, I, I think shake her down in the way that he's trying to. 
He's kind of mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. bro, like, come on. Right, and right. Then he he yeah, immediately his, his... like gets upset about that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He he. As soon as she said that, he stands up and says, mm-hmm. "No cunts allowed." Even if you can find the pages, which is like, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, we leave that and go back to we see the Woody again, which is nice. Uh, good to see it's still up and yeah. up and running. And uh, they, there's this. We we start this. The music in the scene begins right here, in my opinion. Like yeah. before, there's t- there's stings and there's you know it's you know you get the sounds of the show, but like this is where it's like oh this this is almost feels like a, a staged play or something. Yes, and I mean I I feel like like to go to your point, I got excited. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, it's um because I feel like that's like like they do in most of these episodes. It's like the beginning really is like it's outside of, I think the structure and the feel and theme of what the whole episode's going to be like. And it's kind of right. just like that just moment to really get you acclimated. And, and I love that they, there's like a real like science and sense to that. And I feel like yeah, it, it yeah. works well because as you're saying, when we start to realize what this, what's going to happen this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's been set up and we kind of see our players and they're ready to do that thing. Kind of like in a play, you know, like once everybody said their piece, then we start to see everybody on the stage and everybody doing their own thing. And mm-hmm. kind of like we get, to, we get to just be there. You know what I mean? Not really right. think too much about what's going on or what's happened before, but just really be in the moment and kind of find out about everybody through their actions. And like that's right. what this whole trip to the museum is. I right. Think. Right. And then, uh, yeah. So they, they, the, the trip, uh, I guess, Hippolyta sort of this is where we see that she has a little power because she owns the car you know what I mean and so she's like yeah she's filling out uh, she's invited uh, herself I guess you know because she owns the car and Uh then uh, yeah Dee's coming too and then you know they pull out and um, nearly run over Seymour which is the guy who was talking shit yeah you know about Addy and uh, Tick uh, Tick and Letty and ask if he can get a ride very conveniently and of course she uh, overrules yeah it's it's a that was a it's a little moment i don't want to spend too much time on it but it's It's building she's building her character yeah every every person has a reaction to him in that Mm -hmm. car which is odd to me because i feel like Mm. i'm not like we know he's just around type of guy but it seems like every single person there knows something different about him or feels Mm -hmm. something different either about him or the way that that went went down and that was just very interesting to me to to see Right, like they all, I feel like I don't know. It, it was just it was odd to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's odd to just throw. Yeah, I don't know. There, yeah, there has to be something more going on with Seymour. Uh, yeah, that we'll find out. But um, anyway, he gets a ride. Uh, we get to this great scene uh, with uh, the song "I Got Money" yeah. um, playing, and Ruby just enters this Marshall Field department store and it's just beautifully shot and she just is owning it as she walks in like i'm gonna do this today yeah and as soon as she gets in there she sees that they've hired another (laughs) lady yeah and it just sucks the life out of her you could just see it and you know she tries to play it off by shopping and like and it just like as soon as she talks to the lady and you know, I think her uh, exact words are, I applied on a whim. Can't yeah. believe I actually got it. It's just like, you can see it's just yeah, ripping, you know, it's just like literal dagger. Yep. 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 Uh, so it's a, it's a, 
it's a her story has been a, a an interesting one yeah. sort of up because we haven't learned a lot other than she's the sister you mm-hmm. know what i mean in this in this whole thing but uh yeah i love that we're seeing sort of her get built up and then uh obviously i don't want to see her get down, brought but, down but yeah. in this scene it's like really great television so yeah, yeah I, I, I was I mean, very just, much it's, into it's, it because i feel like just to finish that off it's just i feel like like the last episode she the last episode in the episode before it kind of hit in the same point or when she was doing the um block party in the first episode mm-hmm. they kind of hit the same points where it's like she's a very like altruistic type person and she's like she feels it's like about hard work um, going about it the right way. So she's really sticking to her guns a lot of the time um, to her detriment. And mm-hmm. um, as she goes and like after doing it again with her sister and see, I, maybe I guess seeing her sister do it the right way and like coming to terms with it better after she Interesting. changed the way that her whole housing situation was. Right, right. She's feeling stronger, I guess. And then she comes in here, like, let's do this. Like, I feel like yeah. I can go after this and handle this. And then, like yeah. you said, it's just like, boom, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> like, complete rug just, yeah, pulled it's out. It's just like things are still not working quite, quite too well. Right, right. Uh, then we see a Boston moniker. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as, as if the gang has, has made it to Boston. And, Correct. um, they enter the museum, split up. D uh, is so excited to go see the planetarium, and uh, Hippolyta and D go do that. Uh, we see that Montrose has a hookup with the security guard somehow, mm-hmm. uh, which sort of plays more into like, how do you know all this shit? Yeah. Uh, as the viewer and as Addy or Tick and um, Letty go. So uh, it seems like Atticus has a plan, and uh, Letty just immediately is like, "Hey, we should just look at the Braithwaite exhibit that's yeah. right here." <laughs> that makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a funny, a funny little moment, but um, but yeah, and then uh, sort of Seymour comes back at the end of the scene, and uh, <laughs> he has this moment of like, "All right, if only, if only we can." This guy, this 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 character has been very great, but you know he he sort of uh, explains his nickname, which is yeah. Tree, yeah. and uh, you know uh, that is because uh, apparently he's well endowed. Yeah, and Letty immediately calls bullshit and uh, and says, "Shouldn't I already know that?" Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you know, nice little callback to mm-hmm. to uh, you know yeah. knowing now that and and you know it also gives Seymour like the information like, hey, they they're in it like they're yeah, talking they're, and, and yeah they're, they're, they're a thing close, you know for sure uh because he had also you know that first one of the first scenes we see him was like hey can i can i step in on that yeah, exactly and, you know like if you don't make a move on her you know that was back in the second i think our third episode mm-hmm. anywho uh that was a fun little putting seymour in his place moment which i liked yeah uh moving on we see d and hippolyta uh, have a sweet moment in the planetarium very cool they're laying yeah. down looking up and very great scene where uh uh hippolyta i just said two different ways but hippolyta (laughs) says uh, that she once won a contest as a little girl to name a star and then explains that they didn't want to give it to a colored girl Mm -hmm. um and d's like d i love her i love her so much she's my favorite character and i feel like she's gonna have something very big to do with this oh yeah i'm excited she's the she's Uh, the heart for sure Oh yeah, hundred percent. But uh, but she immediately like, and and this is obviously a very big, uh, 
I don't exactly know what you'd call it. I guess a metaphor for for the the moment in time. And D herself uh, is is this person who's like saying, "No, I want to fight." And her mom's like saying, yeah. "No, we couldn't. I didn't want to fight, but I knew it was in my head." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, Which I think is a beautiful thing, like saying, "Hey, these are the steps that we've taken so far." Sort for of, sure, in a it's, way. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's it's just more of that older generation um, with the newer generation, and just the way the two handle. And I think right. it's nice because usually you see the two generations bickering and like really yeah. um, saying you should do it this way or you should do it that way, and the reasons why, rather than just like I, I like you say, I like that the two of them are like. The mother's like, I know what I did, and that's good enough for me. And D's like, right. yeah, that's that's dope. That kind of sucks, but yeah, look, yeah. look at this. And it's right. the mother's not like, oh, be quiet. This that. There, she's just like, she's happy to mm-hmm. see that her child, at least, I guess, is like not as shy, not scared. And it's a, it's a nice, right. like as you're saying, a nice moment. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. And. uh you know, uh, at the end, after D sort of says that, tells her mom she should have fought back a little. She she sort of stands up or points up to the star and and says to the whole crowd of the planetarium that her mom named that star, and then says the name of the the white girl who was given the 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 the, the honor. Um, I believe is what happened, but yeah. So I just love it. I love D. I think she's she's. I hope she uh, saves the day at the end. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> So uh, later, Seymour and Addie are uh, wandering the museum, find a map. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, here we go again. Seymour getting some more screen time. Screen time. Uh, notices how close that Montrose and Sammy have become since you began. Who's Sammy? Yeah. Um, Sammy is the, I want to say, the, the f- guy from the bar that he told him to go see about his father to start in the first episode. Interesting. Um, and that's okay. why he knew, and that's why he was like, he, he was kind of just like, I think, cause he mentioned that's why he wanted him back there in the third episode. He, like he wanted to like show him what's going on just to see what, what is going on with his dad, I think is what he mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just thought I I just want to mention and thought that you would want to know what's going on with your with your uh with Sammy and them and he's like, That's Sammy's business. Mm, like, mm. And he's pretty much saying, Are you sure that's not like you? And he's like, I'm not assisting he's like then he's talking then he mentions it's about his dad, pretty much. Int- okay, okay, okay. Okay. You I, mean? I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I was just I can't, I can't watched it twice three times and I was just like, What? I don't yeah, this uh, is a that's the thing, because like I was also confused a little bit when she she mentioned the thing about like she should know like what his nickname is. It was like a lot of that stuff is like I'm confused because there's so much going on, and then the way that they talk is like you can't mm-hmm. tell if it's code or they're just like making fun of one another sometimes. Right, and it's Seymour yeah. in this case, so it's like who fucking knows? <laughs> exactly, um, he's so undefined, which is yeah, interesting exactly. that he's yeah hanging yeah. on in here. Um. So okay, wait a minute. So you're saying that the back. So so when he went to the backyard, so the back of the bar, and the guy's getting head from exactly. another guy, and then he runs away. He's sort of making the assumption that Montrose is gay, 
and well, no. As the, the by, thing, what he's what he's trying to do is, um, what's his name? Seymour, pretty much is saying because he was the one that told yes Atticus to go, to go back there. Mm-hmm. His whole his whole reasoning for that is he's saying that I told him to go back there to kind of let him know what like what's going on with the people that his father is around. Uh-huh. You see okay. what I'm saying? And then that's why right. he kind of. Tick kind of says back to him, like, that's Sammy and them's business, what they're doing back there. Right. Okay. And he's like, are you sure it's not closer? And he's like, well, I'm not a sissy. I'm not, that's not me. Okay. And then he's like, but what I'm trying to say is it's your father that's been hanging with them. And then from that, he's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's a weird, Mm -hmm. it's a super roundabout way to to mention it. Right. And that's why I'm not, I'm I'm pretty sure there's like, that's not quite the reason. Right. But that's what I've, that's what I got across is what he's trying to get to him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hmm. But also, I'm not sure. Like he says, he's trying to help him out, but I'm, I'm just because, like yeah, you said, yeah. why does he know his father like this? Why does he know all of that about his father? Why is he also right. saying stuff about Letty? It's like so many things he's like right. halfway attached to that I can't quite. From the show, they're not giving you much reason why. Right. Right. Hmm. Uh. So yeah, at the end of the, the tail end of the scene, we see uh, uh, Montro, uh, Montrose says that he's spoken to a guard, and uh, Atticus is obviously suspicious about this whole thing because mm-hmm. he, now here's another <laughs> here's another thing that he's just like magically making happen. Yeah. Um, someone who's you know in theory has nothing to do with any of this. Uh, later that night, we see the silver bolt. Okay, I was wrong. This this is the this is the scene where I think it is is very. Um, uh, what was the movie I referenced? Um, the the horror movie, uh, The Exorcist. The cut, you know, oh, is like oh, when he's walking oh. through the fall. So she you. gets out of the. I feel I like this is like a very when, exorcisty uh, tip of the when, hat. Like kind of like when um the the, the uh, most famous picture when he's walking into yeah. the house. Yeah, I still kind of got that vibe because like when she comes out of the car, I know what you mean on this one, but yeah. she she's in a little alcove that's very like foggy as well. And it's not right. just her, but I know what you mean with this, where she goes, uh, Christina Braithwaite goes into this house and it has that, that exorcist light on it. And right, right. It. But then immediately the brother comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And beats the shit. He just walks straight up to this car, these, this car of dudes who've been watching the house and beats the shit out of them. Yeah. And it's like, um, don't follow us or her, excuse me. Right. Or, or me uh, yeah. is what I think, because I feel like. You don't walk in uh, immediately around the corner, and then immediately the brother comes, knowing all the information, and yeah. then just beats the shit out of these people. For sure, but who knows? Uh, yeah. Again, there's that's a deeper conversation to have. Uh, you know, <laughs> later might turn out they're the same person. Is what I'm saying. Anywho, um, I don't. You know, you know I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. later at the museum, uh, the guard lets them in, and we see uh, they sort of go to work. Uh, they have they're all have flashlights, and then Montrose at some point, you know, they're trying to find a way into the statue because it has hinges, and mm-hmm. it's obviously a door and interest to something. And uh, Montrose figures out to have the flashlights turn off, and then a beam just strangely appears out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, he was kind of seeing. I could like he was kind of noticing the moon. I think it is the moon. That's oh, the is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, I See, I didn't get that. I just thought like, corners. where the fuck is it? Yeah, and and as he's standing there, he kind of realizes it's it's casting a shadow. So he's like, "Guys, 
you just see and i'm sure mm-hmm. like we already know he's read that whole book so yes like the breadth right. of his knowledge we have no idea but for me i'm gonna infer whenever he's like doing something smart and like ahead of the game yeah it's because of that reason right right uh so the light uh sort of bounces here and there and then lands on this uh arm looking thing uh one second i'm gonna wait till this uh siren goes by Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, right. Waiting for a plane. <laughs> um, so yeah, the 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 this handle sort of becomes illuminated, and uh, Addie pulls it, and voila, we uh, see the door. You know, we see. Uh, I think that then we see Tick sort of fall to the you know to the uh, to the ground, and it's this huge empty cavern of of. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's just a weird beneath the. <laughs> The yeah, museum nothing, type yeah, spot. Nothing, it's it's really like just a whole bunch of different uh, tunnels. Catacombs. Like they say. Yeah. 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 So he, uh, yeah, he falls out and then uh, is sort of looking around. There's three tunnels and then he reads this uh, script off the ceiling that says, Beware all ye who tread the path, ever the tide shall rise. Uh, and this is where the music is like just getting so good yeah um and it's very it's just like it's it's, it's indiana jones it's goonies yeah, it's yeah, all that he's like he says journey to the center of the earth mm-hmm. which i yeah. love because it's like all that stuff that we're mentioning hasn't been done yet uh-huh. and that's why i love like all, all the stuff that like you said that kind of takes from journey to the center of the earth type stuff and right. um, Three thousand leagues under the sea, like twenty thousand leagues. Excuse me. Right, like, right. The stories like that. Three thousand like... was the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too deep, but you know. Yeah, they had to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, stories like that, I feel I like that. As much as we notice that these are callbacks to a lot of things, I like that mm-hmm. even in it to go more to the mind of Tick and like that he reads all these books and knows all these things. He's like, mm-hmm. even when he's in the moment, he's like, this reminds me of. That story I read that one time. Like, right. That happens a lot. Like, right, big right. Part, I feel like I like that. Well, from that, um, they, uh, I guess Atticus finds, they, they realize they need the map, so <laughs> she, uh, Letty from, with no sort of, uh, no not even a second thought, <laughs> just goes and busts the, uh, the thing open and grabs the map, which apparently is made out of leather or something, because the way as a prop person, it's like you see them grab and it's like, well, that's not map. That's not like a map. Uh, it's not that's paper. So funny. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but that's hilarious. I'm just thinking about resetting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing it again, doing it 10 times. It, like you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but it looked like it's like leather or some mm-hmm. shit, which maybe it is. I don't know. Um, and then. Uh, we see again where it's like, you know, they, uh, they all get down in there and they, we, we see that Montrose sort of, again, knows uh, more than they think he does. Uh, and it just becomes another sort of point of uh, inquiry there. Uh, and then sort of Letty and Montrose have this moment and they, uh, 
put together that they should take this certain tunnel, and they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they take the tunnel and start to make their way into trying to find these pages. Yeah. Well, this is where it starts getting a little heartbreaking for me because we get back to the bar and Ruby is just down in the dumps. She is singing, doing a set at this shitty bar, and it's not being received well and she tells the audience to go fuck themselves which i thought was great <laughs> yeah that was that was really well, good fuck you too yeah that's great um and then you know she uh we you know the bartender is uh, going to pour another drink and she's like i ah, know i should i should my my uh my freebies are done or something i don't know what she said uh-huh. but yeah she can't and he says anymore. you know hey that piece of racist clay down there at the end of the bar uh <laughs> bought you bought you some drinks so um he makes his way over and, you know, you can just tell Ruby's in it, you know, she's, she's, yeah. she's not had, she's just not in a good place. And, uh, obviously that's why he's there to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, with sort of lines like, what would you say if I could change your life forever? You know what right. I mean? And I thought that was funny. Her, her comeback was, you're not the first white boy offering the world to try to lay with me. Right. Which is a, a very, uh, you know, uh, I just thought it was very her her all of her delivery in this scene is just incredible because she's yeah. a little slurry. You can tell yes, that she's exactly. not sort of like, you know, uh her the the shit's given is very low. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's interesting to see why those two are even hanging out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So But it's as you're saying, I mean, I'm not sure how far this goes in this first interaction, not too far. But it's just that there's intrigue on both mm-hmm. their parts, which is like even though she is kind of like don't mess with me type type feel she's kind of just like laying out a a soft like barrier to see if he'll even break it and then when he does they kind of start you know doing their thing but then we go back to um the catacombs or the the tunnels yeah Yeah, this is this is great because we really get to see the scope i mean initially they just fall down into a a big room but then uh you know, once they get in there a little bit and get to the end, they just see this huge cavern and one little wood plank just going into the darkness, which I thought was very Star Warsy, very uh, Indiana Jonesy. Uh, it just reminds me of a lot of like cinema mom- moments I've seen, which is which is kind of nice and fun. But um, it just uh, like, yeah, this is a thing that kind of like for me for me in real life, this is what I think all tunnels kind of ultimately have inside of them. It's like these like right. insanely large areas. Like, it's just, like, to think about it, like, where they came from and how far, who knows how far they've been walking around, but just in general, like, 20 minutes at that point, I think they said. Yeah, yeah. How in the world is this even here? Right. And then, for them not even to have time to really think about that, they just got to kind of figure out a way to get across, and then we see this little moment where Tick ties this knot to hold um, so that they don't fall. Yeah, he he sort of immediately knows that she has to be the one to go across first, yeah. and you know they they've they've crossed literally you know a figure of speech that plays quite well, but they've literally crossed this bridge before where mm-hmm. she's the lightest one, so she has to go. But um, yeah, but yeah, it was it was I thought it was great. I thought it was a great little moment where she's sort of being like, "Hey, is this gonna hold? You're just like putting a knot around me," and uh, there's a very much deeper uh, yeah, I like thing that there as. It's like Tick doesn't even really say anything about it. It's weird because mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. uh, Mantra's just like cuts in and he's like, no, 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 trust me. This, yeah. this knot that Tick is doing is 
like because it held horses back when his ancestors were slaves and it, it never broke because if it broke they would get a whip yeah beat yeah um it just means like it's like the strength of their family line i guess is what yeah. he's kind of like trying to get across which is it's funny to me that he's just like all of a sudden like I'm not sure we're bringing this out of him, and that's kind of what I was like getting at before. Like I said, he's just like this. He's a a wild character because it's like sometimes he's chilling, making a weird joke, and then sometimes he's like all in on his like Mm -hmm. history, and like it's just uh, hard. He's hard to to read. Mm -hmm. I'd say you also you also notice that this is a great moment for Tick and him Mm -hmm. because Tick sort of starts the story and he takes it over because it's like oh then then it's like oh yeah we have learned things from each other you know what i mean it's this building block in their relationship that uh that i really liked but um but yeah his his i think his um uh his line was uh you you can best believe that this not passed down generations is gonna hold uh something of that um, what i thought was just great but um So she goes uh, down, she slips, regains composure, the old buildup in mm-hmm. uh, cinema, and uh, we see it's just a huge route, and then she starts hearing whirring and uh, 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 buzzing or so- something, mm-hmm. and, and we see something just sort of fly past her, which I kind of thought maybe it was bats at first or something. Yeah. Turns out it's a guillotine. Yeah. Um, or whatever those things, swinging guillotines are called. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is, but... It's close yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Letty sort of scre- you know yells, and uh, Atticus just jumps on the thing, and goes, and uh, they see what 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 was happening. There's two of those things swinging that they have to get by, and so uh, again, this is another. And then the knot gets untied. Uh, it's uh, pretty soon here, and she and he's just sort of again, just like okay, you know, you got to go, and she, you know, and they have a little moment of like. Uh, you know, you're not even so it's something about like uh, uh, I was get uh, there's there is no choice here. You know, there's something something yeah. happens where it's like uh, Tick is like, this is you. You got this. You um, yeah, but uh, at some point uh, she does make it through, and then Mon- Montrose from across the way, still back at the uh, the first part, yells that the boards are starting to dissolve magically, uh-huh. yeah. and. Uh, Atticus goes back to to try to grab him. He throws him a bag. That bag falls down into nowhere, Bill, and then um, Montrose makes the jump and makes it over. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> like for those ones, I'm always like, you. I wonder how they're gonna convince me that he mm-hmm. can make it across because honestly, there's no way I'm right. believing this guy makes it across. Right, especially seeing him <laughs> getting out of a car crash. Exactly. <laughs> like it's just like it's it's. It's the way that they did it is very nice. I gotta say because they didn't really cheat it too much and make it look too good. It looked very, very bad, and I think they right. they barely made it through there, which I can say like for me was very nice because it's like that. I think that that tells like they're telling me a straight story. I right. like they're not gonna lie to me about the stuff that they've already set up, so he can barely make it across. And then they once they get through all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they sort of they they do finally uh, make it through to the the end of those boards, which is just makes you know lands at this weird door with mm-hmm. codes and cra- you know weird looking symbols and shit yeah. on it. And then again, Montrose magically thinks of the code, yeah, uh, and they get inside uh, before the boards can dissolve and they mm-hmm. fall to their deaths. But um, 
inside you sort of start to see, and this, I, I feel like this is where this sort of part of the storyline begins, where Atticus yes. is just like all work, no play, mm-hmm. and wants to keep going. Obviously, you almost died twice, three times already. Yeah. Um, you know, the guillotines, the doors, the the thing, you know, it's like the wall, you know. Yeah. So it's like um, a lot of shit happening, and uh, they get in, and uh, he sort of, I guess there, yeah, there's water in there, right? Yeah. When they land in there. And they, it pretty much, like you said, it's the start of the three of them, their little, mm-hmm. how they're dealing with each other. Because I feel like everything from the search being their, everything that's fresh on their mind kind of went away after, like you said, they have this near death experience and they're kind of like, ooh, I'm like, this is all emotion as they want. Right. And then uh, Montrose, I think, mentioned the water rising. And then Tick kind of just says, like, that he realized, even though he didn't say anything to anybody, that um, after the the little note that was inside the first tunnel that they went into, right. we were at the path, the, the waters rise with the tide or the moon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He pretty much tells them that they only have X amount of time to get through this before the tide's going to rise and they're going to drown. And right. that's when, like, you can see he's, like you said, all work, no play. Like, let's just get this done, get this right. over with. I need to figure out what's going on. Yeah, there's and then the, you know there's some pushback and uh, it does uh, it does start to rise a little more and basically say they have an hour to get to the wherever they're going. Uh, uh, sort of at the end, I think they mention it there. Um, we do cut back to the bar and see. Uh, we I don't know if we have we've learned this before, but Ruby let slip that Letty is half sister. I don't know if did you catch that. Um, was that something um, that we'd, we 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 talked? I think they did say that. Okay. To begin with, I was just like, "Oh man, she was drunk and let this big thing slip." I figured. Um, no, I, I, I think she was just emphasizing that they're not the same because. Right. Oh, there was mention one other time of like, yeah, the 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 fathers being different or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Okay. She just likes to like because I think that's what she's kind of pushing against the entire time because she she has the opposition against white people obviously but i feel like mm-hmm. she also feels that within her being a darker black woman i think she has a she's also fighting against that and like that's something that she doesn't just let go so um easy especially when she's mm-hmm. having this conversation about the difference between her and her sister i think right. the first thing that comes to her mind is like her sister is one thing but she's she's completely different right right that makes sense um they uh you could tell that they've been drinking since the last time we saw them um and she letty is sort of just explaining the situation and that there will never be two black women at the uh at that department store and if she had the skin of that white clay racist guy then she'd have a chance but um she's just stuck you know she doesn't know what to do and um the tag at the end here is is pretty great cuz she says uh you better stop looking at me like that it ain't happening white boy which I thought was great. And then uh, we hear, oh, good old Marilyn Manson again. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they went back to him. That was nice. Yeah. It's definitely, he has a uh, theme now. Um, and then from there, we uh, we see them bust through the doors of, I guess it's her place. Mm. And they're just breaking shit and making out. You know, the old yeah. cinematic lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one, uh, one note on that, because yes, yeah. it, was, it was pretty standard. But one note was the, um, the cut. In the blood, and then the kind of like, I don't know if it was the 
drinking of blood or the sharing of blood or the moving it around, but there was blood involved in that. And I feel like whenever I see stuff like that, it's... wait, where where was their blood? I think she cuts her hand um, as they're. Oh, oh really? Mistaken. I didn't catch that. If I'm not mistaken. She cuts her hand. And... Oh, oh, and he puts it in his mouth. Yeah, That's yes. what that is. Okay, yeah. I didn't catch it on the the either viewing, to be honest. Yeah, and I just went because, like, for me, what I'm still not sure what they are. Those people, yes, um, the Braithwaites. So it's like for me, whenever I see them, you know, I think it was an emphasis for them because it's not like it didn't look like he was drinking the blood. So I wasn't like vampire. You know what I mean? Right, but right. The, the blood was definitely. It seemed ritualistic, if I could mm-hmm. go so far as to say. But, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's weird. I didn't catch it, but um, but yeah. Now that all makes sense. Where of like you know, uh, and then you know they after that weird hand thing, they sort of. Uh, yeah, they 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 really get going. I and then. I don't know if you remember the old um, Danzig albums or Sam Samhain albums. Samhain, I don't know how you say it, uh, but they they would have that sort of Satan skull thing, and he had that on his chest, that sort of oh, a yeah. skin tattoo. I don't know if you noticed. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, when he pulled his shirt off, it's like a huge uh, skull and sort of like ram horns type thing. Uh, but yeah, go back. It's funny we yeah. both missed something from the same scene. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was a lot going on in that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, interesting. Uh, I want to... Oh, I see. Yeah, I wanna, you, I'll, uh, I'll take a screen grab and send it because I... I yeah, I want to compare it. But anyway, uh, back in the tunnels, the water's rising. Water's significantly Shit's, higher. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, this is where Montrose is sort of like, tick, relax. This is something you learn in the military to yeah. be, you know, pushy and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And they have some words and then... Um, Atticus sort of calls his bullshit on like, listen, you know, yes, uh, uh, you know, I'm pushing it, and but you know, you you're uh, it, it didn't happen like this. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, you know, it's like you you you're knowing you've known a lot more than you're telling us this yeah. whole time. So so uh, cough it up, and right. uh, we find out that the uncle gave him the book. He read it and burned it, and um, he he thinks that that's the only way they can close this door forever and be be safe. Uh, by burning it and then sort of doing all this uh, other stuff. But this is the point where we see somebody, f- some bloated corpse float float up to them and right. the water's pretty high and they've reached this door. Uh, no, they've reached the elevator, which looks a lot right. like, I don't know if they gather at first that it looks like Letty's elevator, do they? See, well, the thing is, they, as they argue, Tick and Montrose, just to go back a little bit, they argue yeah, yeah. and as they're arguing, Letty goes off on her own and she's like, I'm not going to oh, be right. here with you guys. And then as she goes off, she screams and she's like, this looks like one of my neighbors. And right. Okay. That's okay. when like, I think after that, they realize that the elevator is, looks like let, um, the one in their apartment. Excuse, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, or house, I should say. Right. Um, and then tick tries to shove them in there to like yeah, say, Hey, yeah, you yeah, guys go get safe. Gonna, I'll do this. Yeah. And that's like coming to like terms with the, the entire his little arc, I feel like, where he's like trying to continue to push everybody away and do this on his own. Mm-hmm. And Montrose is like, just stop doing it. And Letty is like, I'm here to help. And they right. all kind of like get into his head, like, as he tries to put them in there, like, bro, we're just going to do this thing. And like, like, we're going forward, we're not going into this thing and going out. 
we're all going right. forward. We're all going to handle this. Right. And then she she has that great line of uh, she she says, uh, oh, yeah. "What is it?" Uh, sorry, I lost my place here. Oh, she basically says, "You're not the center of the fucking universe," <laughs> which I thought was yeah. very very great. But um, and it's like I feel yeah. like it's that kind of the the next part of when um, Kristen Braithwaite, co- Braithwaite, excuse me, was talking to her in the beginning and, and being like, "Don't think that Tick is like this super important person." I feel like that's her kind of like realizing, like, right? Even though like she because she likes him, so she wasn't really thinking about it like that. But I feel like right. this moment of him continuing to push her and be like, "I know it's good for everybody, and I'm doing this thing." Right? She's like, "Bro." relax <laughs> and, and more of like the porch thing where it's like yeah no, i think i'll stick around you know what i mean like exactly. yeah yeah um sort of after the after that uh stuff sort of there's a really another good moment between montrose and tick i feel mm-hmm. like uh where he's like you should apologize right. to letty they have a moment where he's like you know you should have a love song for your woman and uh-huh. if you get in trouble you should play that and remind each other of like you know the good yeah. times uh which I thought was very sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we moved to sort of the, I mean, we're getting getting close to the end here, but we we, we moved to, um, they're further down the cave and Letty finds a door with a severed arm sticking out of it. Uh, and I like, yeah, they, they were sort of a, they're basically saying that it was the right door and the wrong key because the, right. the arm had the ring on it. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. So somebody was trying to get in there and yeah. then um, we're just we're, we're didn't have the credentials. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was great, though, because my favorite part is like uh, they remove the old arm and it sort of floats away. And then Atticus grabs his ring out of his pocket, puts it on. And then as he st- starts to stick his hand in, we go underwater. I don't know if you remember this, mm-hmm. but the underwater shot was great. And then he sticks it in and then he's freaking out because he's getting stuck and you see blood coming up and you're like oh my god he's gonna lose it too right he settles uh and lets it happen uh knowing that there's something something else is happening and you start to see the blood in typical in true indiana jones style start to fill up these (laughs) you know calling the cylinders or the uh little paths and and shit's happening and then um voila a ladder sort of just drops from the ceiling and then they go up. And then they, yeah, they take a little uh, trip up, which we don't see, but um, they, uh, once they get in there, it's just this weird, creepy, uh, like, again. To me, it kind of looks like um, something you see in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what I, oh, that's there you like go. my initial, when I saw it, I was like, this looks exactly like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, there you go. That's there. a great, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like the, uh, I've, I've, I've done the Pirates at some, like, drive you know like some uh where you're in a little cart and you just run through it kind of felt like that yeah yeah uh but yeah dead people everywhere um they're at mostly at at one table and then um tick uh no letty realizes that uh, sees a back room heads back in there where there's just one person at a table and then uh they see that she's holding these pages and of course uh Tick reaches for him, obviously, because he's the dude, uh, theoretically. And then we see this like thing come to life. Uh, it's a woman with tattoos, and she's just like becoming a thing, you know, a yeah. changing from insane. spirit to human again. It looks like, 
And uh, yeah, it was like for me this moment it was just like you think I feel like I'm thinking it's gonna be something like scary the entire time, and then it's mm-hmm. like catch like getting flesh becoming less of like bones and more of like a real human, and then as you see it like fully formed, like oh wow, this is like not even a you have no idea what this is because it's like right. you see they make a, a point I think to show it's um, genitals, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's. Yeah, I don't know why that was important, but yeah, we see well, that she has both to, genitals. Well, She's the a, thing, I mean, because they kind of go over who she is, and she, like right the during whole thing the, about yeah. Titus and like how he found her that she could read the pages, mm-hmm. which he was trying. He was trying to get Red to pretty much do what the Ancient Dawn type thing or Son of Adam thing he's been trying to do, and um. Oh, and Tick can understand her. Nobody exactly, else can. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. She's speaking in some foreign language, right? Yeah, and and yeah, basically, yeah. What you said that they, she sort of explains that Titus found her to to translate for her, and then basically just mm-hmm. sold her out and locked her yeah. in a locked her there in that place um, forever. Or, uh, and killed her, yeah. People. Yes, and killed her people. Um, at some point, oh yeah, and then Tick sort of uh, asked for help, and and um, I thought it was a nice moment of. Uh, her of the spirit lady saying basically th- that you're not guilty for your forefathers sins mm-hmm. uh, but uh, and then but she still. does she she can't help yeah <laughs> yeah that was nice it's just weird was like, <laughs> yeah i i think like i like that we were got to see that because i feel like people don't you don't normally see something like that where they're like i understand normally yeah. you see if they're like i understand so i'll give you another chance type thing mm-hmm. and like it's good to see the other side where she's like i understand but nah. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like the only type of person that could have that type of outlook would be somebody who's been pretty much captured for thousands of years right. or however long it's been. Who knows? I'm not sure. Right, right. It's thousands. But um, she's been trapped for so long, so it's like a, like things are as they are. So like I'm not even going to mess with them anymore after right. what, what happened. Yeah, from here, I mean, the the it, we, it starts – getting reminiscent of the mansion where uh i don't know if something causes it but the ceiling starts to crack the the glass and the ceiling panels start to crack well did you the thing was when she tick when she tried says no to grab tick tried to grab the papers he didn't okay. grab them and when she animated and they stayed on the table and then they had this whole conversation and then montrose was like i'm just gonna grab these papers and then he goes and grabs them and when he oh, grabs he them catch that's it. when the hell? um okay uh what's it called Water starts coming in through the glass, and they all somehow escape. Gotcha. Yeah, they sort of plunge, and uh, they go. I, I think they go out. They go out from where they came, and then they actually use the elevator. Right. Yeah. Get back to the elevator, mm-hmm. and then uh, the the great sort of ending of the scene is <laughs> once they swim up in the elevator and get some air. You know, mm-hmm. Tick just uh, grabs Addie and kisses her, which is a very nice scene, and. Yeah. Uh, that point, once they're sort of uh, uh, out of, you know, the native lady is just, is beginning to, uh, I guess they're in the elevator, but going to get taken away. She just starts this weird um, scream that's just piercing to the ears of everyone else. And then uh, Addie just punches her. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a tick. tick. Yeah, knocks yeah her punches her in the mouth and knocks her out. <laughs> What a series of scenes. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like there's so – I feel like the production value and what is going on is so much that it's mm-hmm. like 
it's it's like it's you know in action movies when you see like punch punch kick all these different angles and you can't yeah. like you almost don't know what's going on type thing. I feel like that's what like the end of these episodes is really like. There's such a, a avalanche type role to them where it's like this happens, this happens, that happens. There's magic here. There's a mystery over here. There's some mm-hmm. love over here. There's some funny things over here. But it's right. all just like as as you get to the end, it's all just like super quick cut. Like not even quick cuts. It's just like quick turns i think of emotion mm-hmm. that you're like what's happening as you're saying and then it's, right right and then after all this pretty much indiana jones adventure they had <laughs> yeah i i the, yeah it's very uh, uh i don't know yeah it was very it was very sweet and then went very odd so um after that, we see the 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 last scene of uh, uh, Dean Hippolyta uh, for the episode there in the car, and you can tell that she's just steaming because somehow magically they've made it back to Chicago without her right. and D. And uh, she's is still. You can just the, she knows something's going on. Obviously, she's known that for a while, but you can just tell that she's like okay, even more. You know, like she's in it now, and she's mm-hmm. like okay, something has. And I think she knows a lot more than any of us have found so far uh, about all this. And maybe she might even have a a, a more... Um, I think she's attached to this whole thing a lot closer than everybody thinks. Who's uh, that, Hippolyta? Hippolyta, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like, like, it's funny because I couldn't quite understand why she was going back without them. But now I just realized that they, because they were in the elevator, they are already back. Like they didn't have to go back because they are back now, and right, yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting to see like she was going to go back, and as you're saying, she's super upset. And then like I think this is like the D moment as you're talking about. I think she's it's got to be more for her coming soon because yeah, she's really looking like Hippolyta does seem to know a lot, but I think um, D is instinct instinctually knows a good amount as well with how she right. maps and just her understanding of the areas i feel like and i think hippolyta kind of realizes that and that's when she's yep. like yo let's go let me just let's just go figure some stuff out real quick <laughs> right which which is well so yeah before just to clarify d found that map so she has a map the map that they used originally to go to devon county and so she's drawing on it and uh, Hippolyta sees that there's a mark for devon county and it's circled and then so should they start to turn around and double back for me, it's a little like, I don't know. I, I I can't imagine she doesn't know the horrors that happen. I mean, that happen in counties like that. So it's yeah. like, yes, she might get clarity, but she also might get killed. So See, uh, and her daughter as well, which is like, why would you even? I think it's more that? like, as we've been saying, there's something with that Ori, right? Mm-hmm. And she's she's been left out of things that don't make sense right. you know what i mean it's it's like it's not only like i think scary stuff has happened she's seen i think she's not so far removed from this magical stuff you know i mean i don't think she's yeah. i think she's like notices it you know what i mean right. i think she's noticing like this magical stuff that's happening around her and there's like i don't think she's as scared of let's say the racism or the bad stuff that can happen as she is intrigued and just I feel like ultimately feels like she's being left out and it's, it's offensive almost to her, mm-hmm. I think, at, at this point. Right, right. Yeah, it's a weird um 
Yeah, and it's been a big lead up of of like her finding stuff out, but then and then part of me still is like, I think she knows a lot of this. Yeah. Some something's there, uh, she which knows, we'll like, find like out. Like you said, I think she knows some. The magic aspect, I, I don't think will catch her off guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think right. she's like waiting for that to really show itself, pretty much. Right, right. Or maybe it will. We don't. I mean, yeah. but I don't. I wouldn't presume. But I, I, no, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, and then in our final scene of the episode, we are back at Letty's house. They've made it up the elevator into the house, and things are quieter. And the uh, native lady is in the ro- in one of the rooms, and uh, they find out that she's a siren, uh, basically yeah. that she had let off a, a built-in some sort of built-in magical alarm that they put on her mm-hmm. um, to alert them. I guess if she had been woken or something, I don't know. It was, um, it was also so that she can't translate for anybody else. I think, there you go. Well. That makes more sense. Um, Montrose has another, you know, again in, in the in the world of of Tick and Montrose, mm-hmm. another sweet moment, very yeah. very sweet of uh, him saying, uh, probably giving the first compliment to his son <laughs> yeah. in many many years, yeah. uh, and then saying his mom would have been proud of him, which is very nice. And so you know, we leave on like this moment of like, oh man, all right, things are getting better. Um, we've lost people, but we've also maybe gaining relationships back and. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously we have this this uh, D and <clears throat> D and Hipple uh, light or, or like going to this place and it's troubling and you know we that's something that's on our minds, but it's also like all right, well maybe things will be okay. And just as quickly as you can think that, uh, Mantra shuts the door of the office, uh, puts his hand on the, you know moves to the back of the lady and uh, just says I'm sorry and slits her throat <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> uh. And left me very shocked uh i'm sure yeah. you too yeah because it's like what the fuck is going on for me i'd like to finish how i would feel about this episode it's kind of just like like we've been saying these episodes are so compact they have all these like very specific ideas and themes within each one that they play off into other episodes but as you're sitting there you're like okay they went in they went on this adventure they learned a lot about themselves what's going right. on around them and here we are, we're going to have, we're going to set up for the next episode, have a better understanding with each other and a new person on their side, you would think. And then they're pretty much just like, well, before you go, we're going right. to kill that person and we're going to say that there's even more secrets behind <laughs> yeah. what um, yeah, he, he, Montrose yeah, I mean, knows. Because it's like, you know that he, like like we were saying earlier, we know he knows stuff. Yeah, he's read the book. Um, but. He was, it seems like at first you you could think that he's playing it nice and he's trying to be on the good side. And then for this, I think it just leaves the door open to, to just question his real motivation. Because we're saying, like, he made it seem like he just wants it to end and everybody to be safe. Right. And it just seems like for him to go through all of that and then murder, murder this person. Just like, yeah, crazy. why not? Like, like, it just seems crazy. You you could yeah you could totally play that off when the building's collapsing too and just exactly. like hey pu- like push her so into many... you know like I don't know yeah it just yeah. seemed like a very le- uh, uh, left field um, ending but I loved it I mean it was it was mm-hmm. definitely a uh, uh, you know some OMG moments yeah um, but yeah it, it I, I can't wait to watch the next episode uh, I know you've seen it and uh, and I'm I'm, I'm psyched yeah so would but, you say uh, 
uh, what do you, yeah, what do you want to do? I mean, we haven't done it the last three, but um, I'm I'm totally in, and I didn't even think about a, a way to do it. But uh, I was thinking, um, the only thing I was thinking of, uh, what what is the uh, D names her comic book? What was the new name? Oh wow! It was blue, blue, blue. Something with a woman. I cannot remember. Yeah. Um. Let me let me. I'll cut this out. But let me look. Uh, have my old notes here. Something blue. Mm-hmm. It's like it, blue is the last name. It's like symphony blue or yeah, but oh. maybe that's not it wouldn't work. But I was just thinking about giving it like you know, uh, the Bradshaw boys gives things uh, co- Cosmos, so they rate in yeah. Cosmo scale. So whatever, okay. whatever we we could rate in uh, yeah, something that's in the the show. Yeah, I'm down for that. Um. Well, let's do the uh, or. <laughs> we'll give it two ors. Two ors. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, I mean, maybe we can we can always plug that in, you know. Do do yeah. I mean we you know the other three are released, but like we could always mm-hmm. like yeah. put something in here. But uh, it's like I'm not sure. Is there a certain thing that carries a specific thing that carries through all the episodes? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking like a prop or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what's the what's the other than the planetarium? You know. Which is only come on now. Anyway, uh, we could also just talk about how it holds up with the other episodes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably all right. Well, here I'll I'll intro it so I can yeah. just cut cut right cool. into it. But uh, well, what we could do is um, how about this? How about we uh, from here we're on episode four. Let's. Uh, how does this stack up with the rest of the episodes? Like, we, we obviously haven't rated any of the other ones, but like, in the world of the four episodes, how would it rate for you? Uh, well, I mean, after, like I said on the last one, I I kind of mentioned um, that it was my favorite so far, mm-hmm. and it was just because it was like real horror. I feel like yeah. it gave me some like like some scares, and it, it moved well, and it had a, some nice like moments about race and I, I think the characters really did a lot of cool things this one as i watched it like i'm not sure if it's the adventure aspect but it was like i couldn't i i couldn't really pay like it took me a while to really like lock down the the information that was in mm. the episode like I, yes i really i took to the adventure super quickly but like the details of why they were on the adventure took me a while to really like absorb right so for me is i did like the more i watch it and the more i understand the episode as a whole i like it so much more because like the first i'd say like the first two to three times i watched it it's like i liked it but yeah it didn't really hit home like the um the ones before it but still i mean I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's my my least favorite because i really like every single episode so far yeah but I think it's I, just, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. If you have a. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. 
I, I would stack them like this. I would say the pilot's my favorite thus far mm-hmm. because obviously the world is set up and it, it all the questions are asked. So yeah. But um, the last episode was my second, and then the one before, and then this would probably be fourth, to be honest. But it's okay. just because I only say that because when you when when they go and start going into this sort of uh, adventure trope um, that we've seen so many times before, I think that sort yeah. of as is, is, is cool as it is. I think I've seen it so much, and it's great yeah. to see these characters in this, which we haven't mm-hmm. seen as a as yeah. a world. Um, which is great, but it it also is like, you know, you did, it felt like they did three things the same way. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, build up the, the suspense. It's getting bad. We're going to die. Nope, we're not going to die. We saved it. Right. Oh, got it. Get the bad. Build up the suspense. We're going to die. Oh, we're not going to die. Oh, get to another door. Build up the suspense. We're not going to die. Oh, we're not going to die. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I felt like it was a little sort of cookie cutter as far as the, um, uh yeah just sort of the the not the theme but the The like the structure of it yeah something yeah but i I did love it again this is better than most tv i watch on a a weekly basis i agree with that because it's like yeah i agree with that yeah but uh but again i i would watch you know i watched it three times so i I obviously uh i enjoy the episode i feel like also with this show it's like as much as i felt as much as I feel a certain way about certain episodes, I think at the end of the day, as they progress and we see more of what's true, what's not true, more of what's really going on, the, the episodes I feel like still are enlightening themselves. I feel like with each, right. with, when like the fifth one comes out, you got to rewatch like the third and the fourth to kind of not to like get everything, but just to kind of like yeah. see. Yeah. Because like even in the, I feel like. In this episode, because of the adventure aspect, and because we're so close to it, I feel like we we see the the tropes so much, and we're kind of like bored by them. Mm-hmm. And that's what like I was kind of getting at is like that's how I felt. So I didn't really watch it that hard, but as I did, and literally as we talked about it and went through it this last time, like this episode more than the rest. The rest of the episodes, I feel like I understood. Yeah. After them, but this episode more than the others. As each time I finish it, as much as I learn new stuff, see new things, mm-hmm. I continue to be like, at the end, I'm like, maybe I should look at this part again at this right. part again. I think there's just so much. I think that's a big reason for why this episode is making us feel that way is because there's mm-hmm. just so much in it that it's it's hard to really it's hard to really understand everything that they're trying right. to get across in this one. It may have, it may be an adaption thing too, where if you're adapting True. it from a novel, True. it's like you know you you're you're trying to make. 10 succinct mm-hmm. episodes out of one story so right. sometimes you have to stuff in these you know extra extra mm-hmm. things that you're not really uh but yeah. you know that are needed but you're not really Can't don't necessarily long. serve your story yeah. yeah um anywho uh i also wanted to say before we go huge huge shout out to misha green because we always i always comment um jordan peele and, and i'm sure he had a lot All to right. do with this but misha green this is the showrunner yeah, good God, sure. you've done such an amazing job. This this show is is so good. Uh, so thank Strong. you for creating it. Yeah, <laughs> the um, strongest show on television for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 uh, uh, I can't wait to see what you. Uh, not that <laughs> she's listening, but I don't know why I'm uh, addressing her by her first name. But yeah, I can't wait to see what else uh, she comes up with um, after this. So yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. After several seasons of this, I might right. say. Right. Right. 
All right, Sebastian, uh, thank you so much for hanging out again. Uh, you can catch him at, at Basamillion on most of the socials. I am at Jeremy Balin on uh, Instagram, on Remy Balin on Twitter. And uh, the socials for all this is uh, going dork. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back uh, very soon for episode five. Uh, Exciting times. Yeah, can't wait. Thank you so much, man. Can't wait to talk more. Going Dork Stars and is produced by me, Jeremy Balin. For more information on the show, visit goingdork.com and find us on all the socials as Going Dork. We are a part of the Seltzer Kings family of podcasts. For more information on them, check out seltzerkings.com. And if you want to continue the conversation, give me a shout on my socials at Remy Balin on most things at Jeremy Balin on the Instagram. Thanks for listening.